0: Welcome to AdvantageReferee.com, software and services to help you become the referee everyone wants at their game. Making the right call can change your life. This is Richard Every, your host. He's from South Africa, and I'm sure most have seen him on the HSBC 7's World Rugby Circuit, where he was a referee for five years. Referring at the Olympics and the World Cup, amassing more than 150 matches. He now focuses on 15s, where he most recently took charge of the last pool match in the Currie Cup Premier Division in South Africa between the finalists Western Province and the Sharks. He's now here in the USA for six weeks, refereeing in Major League Rugby. Originally from Port Elizabeth and now living in Bloemfontein, South Africa, Ben Krauss, Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Richard. Uh, good to be here.
0: So let's start with uh, what inspired you to become a referee and I believe that is your dad who was actually one of my peers and I uh, you know I'm knowing well from my days refereeing and visiting all the dark corners of Africa.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, no, I, started, I started actually loving the game, uh, going to games with my dad and uh, actually a little bit of a funny story. So uh, I grew up in dispatch, I'm a old dispatch pointy. Um, so a big rugby background there, Donnie Gerber and Francie Rasmus and, and uh, some of those guys, Audrey Geldernes. And then I was in Port Elizabeth in school and my dad being a ref, we used to go to the old Booty Rasmus that uh, you're probably familiar with. Um, so <laughs> so obvious, obviously after after school, dad and dad had to go train. And then instead of going back home, which was way in a different direction, I just went with him to training and uh, played a bit of touch with the boys from a young age and just – did a bit of fitness and uh, really enjoyed it and enjoyed the, te- the team environment they had back then in Port Elizabeth uh, with Jacques Higu and uh, Philip Osh and Johan Mieverson and those boys back then. And then um, as, as it is in South Africa, rugby is a very big part of all of us. And uh, so Saturday dad had to go ref and if I didn't play rugby for, for my high school on that specific Saturday, I'll just go with dad. And a lot of times there were no assistant reps that uh, joined up. And uh, so they said, well, will. Why don't you just take the flag? So I take it. My whole, all I had to do was just put up the flag where it went out, and eventually some of the older guys, then the, the businessmen in the in the society said, well, why don't you just join up? Because it's uh, it's going to be pretty cheap, and then uh, you t- run touch and you make twenty rand or thirty rand, which is which is not a lot, but uh, back then it was for me it was a it was a hell of a lot of money as a as a schoolboy, fifteen sixteen years old, and then I formally joined in uh, in two thousand and uh, never looked back. So yeah, that's basically the story behind me starting riffing, and I really it was all because of pure enjoyment. And I've always said the, the day that I'm not enjoying it anymore, I'll probably stop. And yeah, I'm still riffing, so I'm enjoying it a hell of a lot. Well
0: without some trying to take any credit away from your dad I know that you will never admit this but uh, the real inspiration for you to take up the whistle was in fact my great refereeing when you were ball boy in 2000 at the uh, at the Craven <laughs> Week final
1: <laughs> Must have been that, yeah I knew there was something because I still get dreams of that Craven Week in Tor Elizabeth many, many years ago as a ball boy and uh, yeah, it must have been that refereeing of yours that inspired me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> Well, it was such an exciting game, eh?
1: Uh, no, yes, it was indeed. Uh, I think I think you did the final back then, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So, um, yeah, yeah. A couple of uh, old stars in, uh, in that team. So, yeah, it was very good. I was ball boy back then. Um, no, special days. And, yeah, that's 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 also obvious. I was a ball boy back in Port Elizabeth many, many years ago. The old Putty Rasmus Stadium. Um, and then the Craven Week was in Putty Rasmus and the UPE Stadium back then. <laughs> and really, really enjoyed what I did. And it oh, just fun. I love rugby, and it's an amazing sport. So, good to be around.
0: Yeah, it was when… Uh Pumas beat Burland with the final conversion from the touchline in overtime, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I still remember that, yeah. <laughs> you were like, this referee so great, I'm going to start refereeing tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was probably was back then when I started to say, yeah, let's do this. this. This looks like fun. It looks so easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so it was not 2000, so it actually all lines up with like the, all the stars are aligned for you to become a referee, you know?
1: Yeah, my word! I didn't even notice it, but yet <laughs> it was 2000, which I officially joined, and it might have been that final of yours that that uh, inspired me.
0: Yeah, it took you, took you over the edge. <laughs> so uh, when you went to school in PE, uh, you obviously played rugby. What position were you playing?
1: Oh, I was one of those cocky scrummers, and with me joining the referees, uh, I thought I know, I thought I knew everything, but uh, looking back at it now, I basically knew nothing, but uh, I thought I did. So I was a scrummer for all my life. Um, I was in school in Ottawa, um still a big supporter of the guys back home, and still try and stay in touch as much as possible. But it's difficult not uh, being in South Africa or in uh, Port Elizabeth anymore. But yeah. yeah.
0: So. As many new referees do, we get ourselves into awkward situations and uh, you actually gave a yellow card to one of your very good friends who happened to be your ride home too.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's a pretty interesting story. Everyone in PE knows it back home. So, so what happened was I started riffing uh, a... Grade 11, back in school. Um, and then after school, I played a bit of rugby. I still played a bit of rugby and still refereed as well because I started a few years back. And the problem came where I actually had to decide, am I going to keep on refing or am I going to keep on playing? Was when they appointed me to play for one of the team, for my team that I played under 20 or oh, under 21 for this patch back then. And then eventually I decided I'm, I'm rather going to go ref. So as it happened back then, we only had one car in the family so, uh, and dad had something else, probably another game. And uh, I had to get a lift to my game. So, uh, so I asked the boys uh, who's, who I grew up with, my best, best, best mates, uh, Aki, and the boys up down the, oh, down the street. Um, Listen, boys, uh, I know I'm refing you boys this, uh, tonight, uh, but can I get a lift? So, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So I uh, jumped in the car and uh, professional at that stage, I said, no, no, just drop me at the gate. I don't want to be seen driven, driving in with you boys. So, yep, it happened and uh, everything ran smoothly and probably, I think it was 30 minutes into the game. Um this, this friend of mine, is. It uh, was a pretty big fellow. He was a big flanker and uh, played, played for EP in the 20s back then as well. Um, got out of a ruck and he, and he gave this guy one big massive shot. And it was just, oh, caught onto the whistle. And, <laughs> and I knew, oh, what did you do now? So, uh, I mean, um, just stuck to my guys and say hey, bro, you, you can't do that. That's, that's just unseen for. And uh, I had to give him a yellow and his eyes were like, like, I couldn't believe how big his eyes went. So um, so that was it. I just um, did the job and finished the game. And I actually realized after the game, oh, damn it, he was my lift back home. So, yeah, me with my Telby uh, between my legs, I had to go back after the game when most of the people were away and said, mate, can I get a lift back? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I got a, I got a lift back. And, and all of our other mates were in the car as well. So it was about four against one. And you can just imagine how long that 10-minute drive was, <laughs> but yeah, it was good fun, uh, and we still we still laugh about it every time we see each other.
0: So. it's amazing. You must have. Uh, it sounds like you have more friends than most referees. Yeah, I got. Is that true?
1: Yeah, I probably got. I got, probably got a lot of friends, and uh, that has always been one of my philosophies. Um, I'm, I won't be able to to referee till. Uh, forever, so if I make friends and memories along the road, happy days, and that was what has always been for me and as I said at the beginning of our chat, uh, the day that I stop, I honestly want to say um, it's not because it's fun anymore or literally because I can't walk anymore, so I'll, I'll be one of those guys who's 60 years old like I'm back in dispatch 60 years old and still doing the under-14D team uh, on a Saturday morning, just taking the ice off for the bigger boys <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny though because I think the the statistic is that referees generally have about 1.4 friends. <laughs> no,
1: slightly more than that, yeah. Now, slightly more than that at this stage. So staying on the radar and keeping the boys happy yeah, both teams <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> so yeah.
0: So within 6 years you made the South African contenders panel. So um what is a contenders panel?
1: Okay, so back in the days, it was like a development uh, panel where they basically groomed you – put a bit more effort into the basics of refereeing and, and it's just basically a big stepping stone. You're on a, a sort of an SA panel, um guess the first panel on, on Um what, what, what do they do now? Same thing? No, so? so basically they got an academy, like an academy type of panel. The, the guys spend a lot of time at SAS. You guys, um, I know some of the US guys have spent some time there as well. So some of the guys go there and they get more individual attention from uh, Stellenbosch. Uh, but Stellenbosch, but they go to some of the some of the school tours tournaments and they spend the, the week there with um, with uh, Danny, you remember Danny, they spent time with him. So it's get more, a, a lot, of, lot more individual details but more focus on the basics of refereeing, um, start with like running lines and um, seeing the bigger picture or learning the bigger picture. Whereas after you go to the national panel and then uh, the lead panel. So the lead panel is all the contracted boys, uh, the Jakub Papers, Marius Van and Quintins, all those guys that ref- referee as professionals. And then the, the panel that I'm on, because I'm not professional, uh, is the national panel. So we basically do Curry Cup. I got a crack at Curry Cup last year. Uh, curry Cup First Division. Uh, Voducum, uh, the, the new Vodacom Cup is called the Super Sport Challenge. Uh, and then um, and then the Curry Cup on the Twenties, Twenties and Nineties. So that's the that's mm-hmm. the basically the structures mm-hmm. are currently in South Africa. Yes.
0: So. And then after the contenders panel, three years later, you made the provincial panel. But who were the uh, big – who has been the big influencers besides your dad and myself in your <laughs> refereeing career? Yeah,
1: obviously, obviously, my dad <laughs> and you. And, uh, and then um, in the beginning, in my in my beginning, my referee days, uh, I used to work a lot with Jaak Um He's probably one of the key guys that made me enjoy the refereeing. Um, I mean, we literally went Tuesday, Tuesday Thursdays to the, the old Bute Rasmus, and there will be like 40 guys at training. And it's like um, – and then I – I go to um after school I went to Dispatch Rapid Club. Sometimes we had more referees training during the week than players playing for one of the big clubs in Port Elizabeth on the weekend. Um so so Kiegel really made it fun. Um the the activities we did made us fit but also smart, uh, which was important. So that is that is uh, he's always been uh, instrumental in, in, in me loving the game. And then later years uh, I l I'm left for Pretoria in two thousand and six for 12-year stint, and then Tapa and him became my coach there, and I was very fortunate to be working with him. And he's just – I mean, we had Tapa on the show, and um, and he's just a phenomenal – he's just got a phenomenal rugby brain. And uh, the way he thinks it, the way uh, he helps you to get to the next level was, was unheard of. So um, that first couple of years, or basically the middle stint of my um, time in – in Pretoria, because he was still riffing at that stage as well, I worked a lot with him, and I I really started excelling, and that's when I started going onto the um, Sevens panel as well. So Tupper Tupper's been been very good to me, and then there was some some peers as well. I mean, I look at guys like Jakub Paper who I'm currently spending some time with in, in Bloemfontein. Um, with, I mean, when when both of us in South Africa, we try and see each other at the Sports Science Center in Bloemfontein, uh, or just have a coffee, or just a chat on the phone. Um, and then and then the guys I've I've, I've travelled a lot with um, over the years, uh, Pretoria, um, really been good to me. So, so yeah, that's probably the the guys that, that that jumps up first. But there was there was loads of them. I'm, i I always try and learn from whoever I can, wherever I go, because um, it's always been a thing of me. I, if I get off the field, I want to know um, at least two things I've learned today or something that was interesting for me today. And uh, so it's always about learning um, if I get off the field. So what, what did I do today that I can do better?
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting such a small world because uh, when I was on the top 20 panel in South Africa, um, Tapo was actually my coach as you know, because he was one of the professional referees. And then… Uh, Obviously, he spent many years on the panels with uh, Jaak Kehu, So the interesting information about Ja Echu is that he could beat everybody at sit-ups. And I don't know if you know this, <laughs> but he he used to almost be able to do two sit-ups in a second. So in one minute, you would do about a, almost 120, and it was just insane. I mean, he was a machine.
1: Yeah, and no, I actually didn't know it, but I knew he was fit. I don't know he was that strong as well. So now I'll actually give him give him a ring uh, and say, no, I'm pretty impressed and maybe challenge him, see if he can still do it. You think he can?
0: I've got no idea. But uh, I know back then, you know, part, part of what we had to do was push-ups. And uh, that was before my CrossFit years. And I was, I was like, I could maybe do like 15 push-ups in a whole minute. I thought I was going to die, you know. And I remember Tupper still laughing at me, asking me what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, no, good old days. Yeah 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 so in 2013 uh was an interesting year for you because you made the sa rugby elite reserve panel but then also made the world rugby sevens panel was it a tough decision to choose between sevens and fifteens back then
1: yeah so so basically because i knew i was on the reserve means i'm still going to be basically just as a stand-up or backup uh for two years and i thought it will be a good crack uh good experience for me and uh, uh for me personally, it help, helped me to grow my game as well and, and have some international travel experience and just a whole lot of things. So, so it was in conjunction with rugby We decided, like, this might be good for me for the next year or two to, uh, to build a whole lot of confidence and then from there on just just go on and see what happens um, after the sevens. So so I joined up 2013, uh, still did a lot of uh, games back home as well, um, mostly curry cup the 20, uh, first division curry cup. Um, which was great for me, and then, uh, but, but, but my sevens got um, preference over all of the other stuff. And I absolutely love my sevens. Um, I remember that first tournament uh, was in Japan. We did, uh, we did some fitness during the week, and I was literally broken. I, I struggled to walk for two or three days after that, and I thought, whoa, this is tough, this level. And uh, so obviously being the new boy on the block, I didn't talk too much. and I oh, yeah. didn't tell the boys how tough that was for me because of that. I thought that was the standard. And luckily, luckily, later they told me now there was there was something special because everyone was hurting because the physio the, the physio <laughs> bed was full we full we had to book, book uh, spots for that but yeah so um, I was very fortunate to get a gig on the uh, sevens especially if you take in consideration back then Marius van best was on the sevens already and and Rasta um, so this was the third South African that came on board uh, out of a Scottish squad of about twenty which um yeah so i was pretty fortunate about the gap that i got um being on the sevens and uh, over the years i learned so much uh, about rugby about dealing with uh, coaches and players on, on a different arena and a different magnitude and then uh, also about myself uh, traveling and being able to stay professional um everywhere in the world I mean, the challenges we had was just just amazing um which challenges you as a person and really helps you to grow on different levels
0: how did you balance your home life and being extensively on the road all the time?
1: So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. That's probably one of the toughest things, being um, uh, being on the road so much. And uh, me having my daughter, I've got full custody of my daughter, um, and, and then I've got the fiancé. Um, recently we got engaged last year, September. Uh, probably after <laughs> I've been traveling so Congratulations. much. Uh, thanks a lot. It's probably after I only could get married, uh, sorry, engaged after I started traveling less, but now we have in the States for six weeks, so it doesn't really make sense. But uh, I've, got a, I've got my fiance that I've got now. She's been very supportive over the years. Uh, she's been an athlete, um, pretty high level herself uh, back in the day, so she understands exactly what I'm chasing for, what am I trying to achieve, and uh, and that is that is just um, getting the best I can be. And with refereeing, sometimes it is uh, probably at the age 35 or 30 or maybe even later. Um, where she she peaked a bit earlier, um, I can probably um, let the cat out of the hat. Basically, she she the other day uh, while I was here she did, ran a 10k and uh, smashed the 47, so she beat my time. Um, so yeah, so she's very very supportive, <laughs> and she she's always been the one that, uh, if I'm tired during the week, got uh, off work, um, she'll be the one to say yeah get the shoes on and uh, we go for a run. So she's very supportive. She knows what I want to achieve, and she um, she also celebrates with me uh, the, the achievements I have. Um, which is which is great so it's um, yeah' it's, it's, um, it, it made it so much easier with her supporting me. The kids always love seeing Dad on the telly if, uh, from time to time and uh, and they love they love what I do. The good thing is they I've met my mrs. Um, when when I, when I was already referee, uh, and and the kids grew up with me refing and, and being away from time to time so they totally understand it which is important I think uh, as a referee you need your support network. And the support network is not there. You're always going to be worrying uh, how's, the, how's the family back home. Are they worrying? Do they are they happy and all of that? But uh, it's easier for me if I know my missus. She's happy. She um, um, she supports whatever I do. And and today with technology, the whole WhatsApp and all of that uh, WhatsApp calls and FaceTime calls and all of that just makes it so much easier.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So besides the Olympics and the World Cups that you refereed in sevens. Uh, what are what are some special highlights? Out of the out of your years on the circuit,
1: oh, uh, on the circuit, um, it's certainly been uh, going to the Olympics. Uh, that was something unbelievable, and uh, just except for just being on the on the World Series uh, circuit and going to the Olympics, um, the brotherhood we had uh, in that team was unbelievable. Uh, I've never I never came across something and and, and I mean uh, the other day I spent some I spent some time I literally took an extra flight to go and visit some of the boys uh, in Vegas when they were there for the Sevens just recently. Um, when they come down to the for Pro 14 down to Bloomfontein, I will always take our time to, to 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 visit the guys. So yeah, on field it was amazing, but off field the, the friends I've made, especially with that um, Olympic Olympic squad, is uh, unbelievable. And we we probably be we probably have a reu- reunion one day and uh, just reminisce on all the times. So that was pretty special. Last year's, uh, um World Cup in San Francisco was special for me as well. Uh, and even what made it more special was uh, one of the big big uh, NBA uh, basketball Basketball stadiums uh, around the world. So um, it's something. Uh, there's a lot of first in, in my career that that I really can say. Wow, I was I was part of that. I was part of something big, and I was part of something that's uh, growing immensely. And I mean, that's 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 what's happening in USA rugby. At the states, is growing, and it's a massive market that's uh, that I'm, I'm. I love to be part of.
0: Yeah. Well, both uh, Brotherhood and Sisterhood, you experienced in uh, <laughs> on the circuit, right? <laughs>
1: Oh, yes, 100%. So, so after the Olympics, um, 2016, Patty asked me if I want to get involved with the, with the, with the women's series as well, because, um, Rust at that stage, uh, got out of the women's and, and sevens for a small little while, and they needed, uh, like the, let's say, the father or the brother, the, the brother figure there. And uh, so Patty asked myself and Adam Jones back then, uh, listen, will you be part of the girl squad and basically just help them and try and help them uh, with reviews and the way we just deal around what we did with the men's mm-hmm. and just apply exactly that uh, with the women's. And uh, it was an amazing experience. Um, so it's, a, it's a way more calmer environment, less competitive en- environment uh, than the men's because the men's. If uh, if I can drive the ball on the golf ball of the golf of the driving range 200 meters, and the next guy I want to do it 250. Whereas the woman just is <laughs> not necessarily there. So I had a, I had an amazing time with a woman on the on the World Series Seven uh, World Seven Series. Uh, traveled some new spots, which was good. Um, the rugby was pretty good, and and just in a short space of time, uh, the two years that I was there, um, I could really see the game growing immensely from from. Uh, post-Olympics, and uh, I reckon it's going to grow to a massive, massive thing, um, get building up to next year's um, Olympics in Japan.
0: How has the transition been for you from from 7s to 15s?
1: Um, it's, it's actually at this stage it's been very good, and uh, I'm pretty fortunate to, to, to have uh, – you have got the opportunities from from Issa Rugby back home. Um, they were always part of the whole process, and I told them um, what what is my ultimate goal is becoming a Test referee. Um, I know I'm a bit on the older side um, when it comes to refereeing, but they they bought into it, and uh, and we we had a plan. And said, okay, "Well, let's let's go to the World Cup, and we retire there um, for for sevens, and thereafter try and push the sevens, uh, the fifteens profile." Um, I was very fortunate to be giving a crack at a, one of the top uh, Curry Cup games last year, Western Province against Sharks in, in, the, in the pool games. And, and a couple of weeks after that game, uh, it turned out to be the final, exactly the same game, same venue, everything. And um, I got out very, very well from that game. It really went well. Last year on, my, on the 15th scene, it just went well. I did the Curry Cup on the 21 final last year as well. So I had a, I had a very, very good season in 15th and then um, – Obviously, SA Rugby and USA Rugby, um, in conjunction with Major League Rugby, um, they started talking and they sent me uh, the MLR sent the invite for a South African referee and they said, "Yep, um, here's a big opportunity for me." So, so the whole transition was uh, actually a lot of a lot of things happened in a short space of time, which I am very excited to have another crack and really built um, my my 15th profile again um, in, the, in the Major League Rugby, which is now running in a second year. Uh, so, which is, I mean, it's amazing competition. The the pick comparing to last year is unbelievable, and uh, we're really seeing a great product. So that is good for me to help me push my fifteens profile and really um, developing as a fifteens ref again, uh, like prior, like I was prior to to sevens, my stint stint on the sevens.
0: So just to go back to that Curry Cup match last year, the Sharks and Western Province. Um, obviously, there was a lot on the line because they were playing for. Um, home ground advantage. So just tell me a little bit about the build-up during the week to that game. And uh, obviously, you know, um, not, not being one of the senior referees and being assigned to the game. Um, did you meet the coaches beforehand? And-
1: yeah, so, so obviously there was a lot of pressure, not just on me, but on SA referees as well. Um, afterwards, um, our, our referee manager, Mr. Uh, Peng Shantolo, told me that uh, a lot of uh, both both the CEOs or people from the union said, "Well, how can you give the biggest game of the of the year up until that stage uh, for an unex, unexperienced? So I, I do have Curry Cup experience. I think I had four caps before then Curry Cup Premier games. Um, so 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 they they basically put put him under pressure, and, and he just stuck to his guns and said, "Listen, we put these appointments out." four or five weeks ago. No one complained. And so we're going to stick with it. And uh, I, I all kudos to him to, to, that he stuck to his guns um, to make the call and, and put his foot down. And say, well, obviously, as, as all the teams, especially in the Curry Cup these days, are, are breeding new talent and breeding new players, we as a referee department also needs to breed uh, referees and, and give them experience on a, on a high level and see if they if they can cope with the pressure. And uh, I've always been a firm believer of uh, if, uh, if you want to see if someone can swim, throw him in the deep end. If you can't, you take him back to the shallow end and, and, and teach him. Um, so, so it was basically just throwing me a bit in the deep end. And I really enjoyed the the challenge. I've always been one that enjoys challenges and like to be challenged. Um, my prep, um, at that stage, I worked a lot with uh, with Dion from Blommenstein who's uh, my panel's coach. Also had a few chats with Mark um, because he, he deals with the with it, with the elite voice, and there was a elite competition. And then my coach, uh, Dion from Blommenstein. we spent a lot of time and went through all the scenarios. Uh, if this happens, what are we going to do? If this happens, what are we going to do? Um, basically, did a bit of profiling on players, but didn't want to go too much in depth because players change and behaviour change. Um, so we we had a whole lot of back and forth conversations, and, and, and I, was, I was really well prepared for the game. And, and it was one of those things I literally rocked up to the field, and I knew I got this. This is um, I'm, everything's under control. I've been prepping for a week and a half. Uh, fitness was uh, still is on a very good level, so there was no concerns for me whatsoever. So I was in a good uh, mind space. I knew I prepared well for it during the week, which was very important for me. And Everything just turned out extremely well on that day, um, which was great for me.
0: So 2019, a new year in the USA, you've had five weeks in Major League Rugby already and you've got one week to go. Your base is Salt Lake City. Uh, how have you found it here?
1: Oh, Amazing. Um, so, so obviously the first couple of days, every day I call back home and tell the missus, oh, you won't believe what I've seen. Okay, so the first day, the, the first thing I called back home, I said, you won't believe what I see. I've seen some snow, because <laughs> we don't get a lot of snow back home. So, yeah, that was the first thing that uh, that happened in Salt Lake City. Um, yeah, based in Salt Lake City, but don't spend too much time there, because uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is mostly on the road. Uh, if it's a Sunday game, I'll only get back on Monday. Um, but unbelievable. Uh, I've been fortunate to go to, to most of the venues uh, in the competition, so... Got a bit of the taste of what, what all of the environments are around. Uh, what, what are they like, and the different team cultures, the spirit, the, the teams, and all of that, which is really amazing for me. So um, it would have been it would have been heartbreaking for me to go to Salt Lake City and just see Salt Lake City. But this stage, I've probably seen like ten cities uh, in the in a, in a short space of time, about five weeks, which is amazing. Currently spending some time with great friends in, in Dallas after my game uh, over the weekend in Houston. And then, uh, yeah, this and then this coming weekend will be my last one. So, now, really enjoying the country. Would absolutely love to bring my missus out here again. Uh, maybe, maybe if uh, everything goes well, I get another invite in a year's time. Um, hint, hint.
0: <laughs> you got to be assistant referee in a snowstorm. That must be
1: a first for you. Oh, oh, definitely a first. Oh, definitely a first. So, um, no, I was, um, I was at one stage before the game. One of the, those games, I didn't even warm up. As on touch, I literally drank coffee to, uh, to just to get the villain and running. So I think it was about minus three. Um, so got there and it wasn't snowing, but the snow was all packed on, this, on the on the, on, the, on the pitch. So I got into the change room, got dressed, we did our pre-match chat and everything. And as we ran out for the anthems, um, there was about five centimeters of snow on the pitch, and there was something on her. I've never I've never done something. So it's one of the things I can take off my bucket list. And then uh, and that was really so, so one of the funny things uh, that happened so I was I was standing on the opposite side of the of the pitch so the snow came in from from uh, north to south across the pitch and uh, at one stage uh, one of the teams was going for post we ran behind the post and uh, and uh, one of one of the other assistants on the other side he's got a nice big beard like a, a big black beard and uh, as I got to him, I could see that all the snow is on just on the one side of his beard and the other side it just looks normal. So that was so funny. So we literally turned around. There was a cameraman from uh, from the local team. He said, no, he needs to snap all this. And, uh, yeah, so that was really funny. So it was uh, unbelievably cold, but uh, I survived. Uh, us African boys are really tough, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It's one of those things. I've got a picture in my file somewhere, which uh, I'll treasure for always. Uh, it was a special special one.
0: How does the uh, review and development process differ from uh, what you do in South Africa?
1: So uh, we work with a program called Footprint, um, which is still uh, a process and in, 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 in which is which is growing and it's getting it's it's getting it's um, it's getting all everything sorted out. Uh, we we basically go uh, our game gets coded for us, and then uh, and then I'll probably offer a Saturday game Monday Tuesday I'll get onto the system. And then I go review the game myself. I put my own notes in, and then once I submit my own, then the coaches review them. Um, what was What was nice about uh, my trip here in the States so far is um, that we work with the Advantage program, which is um, which is. Which is so easy to work with and uh, and so efficient. So I literally as uh, Monday, Monday afternoon, Monday late afternoon now. Uh, this morning I spent uh, about two or three hours basically coded my whole game, did my whole review, and uh, and now it's easy. So so if I go and chat to the coach, I'm chatting to my referee coach, um, Mr. Sean. Uh, tomorrow I'll basically we're going to go through scrums and I'll just pop on the scrum so scrum link and all of my scrums will pop up and it's just going to be so much easier so I really enjoy that um, all my stats are so once I've coded the game, it took me two or three hours um, because I do it I've got some extra time on my hands, so I do a proper job of it. Um, all of my stats are on the, on the on on my homepage as well, so it's really good to st- sit back and, and look at my, my stats for the game, my stats for the last five weeks, and then maybe some stats of, of, of the competition in general, and just measure yourself on. Listen, um, ball in, ball out at scrum. Uh, I'm below par, or below my peers, or penalties. I'm. I'm, I'm having less than the rest, um, or what, what, what is the shape of the game. So in uh, a, a click of a button, it's pretty easy to see now and, and get a bigger, bigger a better and a bigger picture of what is actually happening and where am I currently in the system. So, yeah, the Advantage program I really enjoy. It's pretty easy to use. Uh, if you've got internet and then a computer access, boom, off I go. And, and really it's uh, making life so much easier.
0: What has been your greatest learnings to date over here?
1: So you can yeah, I'm a guy that talks a lot, so I had to talk less. And then um, uh, on, on some of my games, I, work, I did a bit of work on my positioning um, game as well. And then just the continuity, I think um, all of a sudden I'm a bit more relaxed. Um, so the, the continuity gets gets going uh, so much easier. Um, when I got here, I knew I'm going to have to work hard at breakdowns. Um, first few weeks, I reckon I'll put – Put foot down and and set my standards well, and the coaches picked up well, and and know like, okay, don't mess around too much It's breakdowns, and now at this stage, uh, getting away with games 16, 17, 18 penalties, ball in play, probably around 36, 37 minutes, which is which is amazing for rugby at this stage, and all of that I can see now on my system and all, all of my stats, which is great. So yeah, I think uh, I'm way more um, relaxed, calm. Uh, some good running lines, which makes it easier to to adjudicate once I get to the break because I'm there quick. Um, positioning um, I worked on uh, for a week or two, which has um, also got into place now. This past weekend, I thought I did a pretty good job with that, and then basically preventing the offsides by doing that. So there was a couple of things. Basically, um, as soon as I think I ticked one of the boxes, I, I keep that in the back of my mind, but I also move to something else which I can work on. So that if I go back to South Africa, I'm, uh, even, I'm, I'm, I'm even a better if, uh, and 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 be able to give back to the game in a better way as well.
0: What were your thoughts on uh, the game plan? Uh, have you were you working with something to that effect in South Africa, or is it a little bit different here?
1: Yeah, so so we always we always had a, um, like a pre-match um, or prep type of thing which we had. Um, so at least you know what you're going to do, what you're going to plan. Um, we we generally have an idea of what teams do and what they want to achieve um, by by going onto the advantage system. I can also look at what the teams did the previous week or two weeks before, or three weeks before. So I pretty much know what they want to achieve, what their strengths are and the weaknesses are. So I can basically go and, plat- and plot and plan my game plan around that and, and allow them to express themselves in a way that they want to. Within law, and also protect their strengths within law if if, if the opposition want to basically kill their game plan or whatever. So, obviously, we we had our own game plan and we also put that into the system so my coach knows exactly. I also discussed that with my coach, um, my referee coach now, um, before the game. And then we see, okay, well, this was one of my weaknesses last week, let's fix that. And this was the strength, let's make sure this helps because that will all build to a better game. And that's basically what the whole prep and planning is. Is about it is um is to feed the game and make sure that the game is um is, is a great game for all uh, for all stakeholders involved and that's the players and the spectators and the coaches and the referees and everyone alike. Um, yeah, so the game plan is definitely something I'll I'll, I'll go forward with uh, when I get back home. Basically, just have my four or five areas I want to fix and work on, and uh, and if and I know if, if, if I can sort that out in a game, then it will be a great game.
0: Do you? So the processes and triggers are slightly different for you, right? As part of the game plan.
1: Yeah. So what was what was pretty good for me, and uh, we we have a weekly chat um, feedback session with all the reps, all the ARs involved uh, via what is it, Zoom, um, on on online. So that that was pretty great. And we had a we had a, a nice chat a couple of weeks ago with with uh, Chris Pollock, where he spoke about triggers. And uh, to be honest, I never had. I always knew if this happens. This is what I'm going to do. This happens, but I never formulated it. Um, and, 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 and Chris basically just put it all in boxes and said, well, this is what, what, what your triggers should be like. If if uh, if this if there's something, well, if you get slow ball, that must be a trigger for something's happening, even if the tackler not rolling or um, people still hands-on, the tackler didn't clearly release. And, uh, and then I started formulating my own triggers, and uh, it just simplifies the game for me as a referee because there's – a million things to think about and to adjudicate on while I'm running um, trying to run at the speed of light which isn't always that easy anymore so obviously the oxygen um, not as fluently goes to the brain instead of goes to the body to try and keep up but now we simplified it by way of getting triggers if something happens the trigger goes off then I know right let's focus on this because this is probably the the problem area Uh, and that was a great chat and definitely something I'll go forward with uh, going back to South Africa and even share it with all my, my peers
0: yeah, that's great. Ben, uh, you've been uh, you have a great support network behind you from all over the world, uh, and it's always great chatting to you, but one last question, mm-hmm. if you had another go at it from the beginning, what would you do differently?
1: Uh, i think I think um i've I've had a lot of thought about that because i'm I'm age thirty five turning thirty six now and i' still I still want to do so many things and still want to achieve so many things and i think I, uh, in the beginning I started age um state age sixteen seventeen as a referee, but I wasn't too really hard focused on it up until probably age twenty four twenty five and I reckon if i if I put the pedal to the middle when I was uh, still nineteen years old i could I could have achieved even more. Um, so i pro- probably focus a bit more on what I want to achieve, put some goals out there when I was 19, 20, and, and even just be realistic about what I can achieve. Because at that stage, um, did I put more focus onto it? Did I work harder? I probably could have prolonged my career with about extra five, six years. Uh, where I am now, I could have probably have been five years earlier. So uh, maybe just a bit more focus uh, where I want to go. What is my goals at a younger age? But uh, other than that, absolutely no regress. I love this game, and I'll be in it. I'll be in it uh, right till the end.
0: Do you think that uh, down the road you will follow in your father's? Footsteps and go to the much darker side of a performance reviewer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I reckon that'll only happen once I can't walk and blow on my whistle anymore. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, I, I think I'm one of those guys. It's, it's, a, it's a massive passion for me. Uh, I actually spoke to one of the one of my AOs on the weekend. It's, it's like an unbelievable um, art. It's a form of art which uh, we always wanted. We just want to get the perfect game, even though it probably never come, but which is, I just every week I try and get that perfect game. Um, and, and see if I can achieve that, even though there will always be something. So, yeah, so, um, no, yeah. I hope that explains my it. My
0: refereeing has improved a lot since I'm not actually on the field. You'll be amazed.
1: You'll be amazed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard, no, I got all your comments during the weeks after my game, so no, no I can hear yeah, you You got it sorted out now. You, <laughs> you, 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 sorted, you, you got the art now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ben, thanks for your time. It was great talking to you. And uh, all the best for the rest of your time in the USA in Major League Rugby. You're going to New York on the weekend. And then uh, uh, all the best for when you get back to South Africa.
1: No, thanks a lot. And once again, thanks for the opportunity for um, for MLR and uh, Advantage as well. And I'm looking forward to work with you guys and seeing how the game grows and the brand grows. And, uh, and I'll be following you guys from back in South Africa. Excellent. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.
0: Check out AdvantageReferee.com, software and elite consulting services to help you become the referee everyone wants on their game. Thank you for joining us. This is Richard Everett.